Welcome back into the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you from the fabulous Circa Resort and Casino inside the VEASAN studio, inside the Circa Sportsbook on a Saturday with you. We'll update a couple of scores here into the fourth quarter, just four minutes left now. And the uh, onslaught continues for the Phoenix Suns, 128 to 91, they are leading the San Antonio Spurs. The Charlotte Hornets, we mentioned, they lost in overtime to the New York Knicks, 118 to 106. And the Boston Celtics and the Minnesota Timberwolves also into the fourth quarter. Just about five minutes left there in Minnesota. Timberwolves went off as a five-point favorite, and they are losing currently 108 to 91. Your current score there. Also, want to get to the baseball game. The Mets made a little run. They were trying to creep ever closer to Tampa Bay, made it 6-5, to five, but Tampa responded with another half dozen. Now 12-5, to five, Tampa Bay leading the New York Mets, and they've reached the top of the ninth inning. This one just about going to be final and likely a loss for the New York Mets. Without further ado, let's get to our man Mike Peranio. Joins us at this time every Saturday. He is the director of Race and Sports at the Mandalay Bay. Mike, happy Saturday to you. Another day of a, for a triple crown horse race, my friend. Yeah, and it's uh, it's exciting here in Las Vegas and in uh, Mandalay Bay. I mean, with the the guests who are vaccinated having the masks removed now, it's okay to not wear a mask if you're vaccinated. As far as guests go, uh, we're still playing it safe, and the employees and everything we're screening to make sure. But it seems like it's getting back to normal. The plexiglass came down. Uh, and I know you guys that work behind glass a lot. Uh, it's it's a lot different without the plexiglass up. It's very nice, and we're glad to welcome back these uh, guests and uh, and fans of Mandalay Bay. And, Mike, we have a Triple Crown race, the second jewel of the Triple Crown, going off at Pimlico in Baltimore, that being the Preakness Stakes. And uh, the two Bob Bafferts, not the favorite uh, off the morning line. That would be Midnight Bourbon, who is the favorite, the Steve Asmussen horse. So, very interesting. I'm going to be interested to see how the betters are going to bet this. You would expect that maybe one of the Bafferts you would think is going to be favorite come uh, post time, that being 347 Pacific, 647 Eastern in Baltimore. What is your layout of the race? I know you don't have really, you can't really do futures. You can only really do those good prices you had on the futures for the Kentucky Derby. But in terms of the layout of this race, just 10 horses in this field, how do you see this playing out? You know, it's interesting uh, that Midnight Bourbon's, uh, you know, the current favorite. I, I think you're right, uh, Wes. They're, they're definitely going to, one of the Bafferts, and probably both of them will go off as uh, lower than than Midnight Bourbon. But on the other hand, uh, you know, there was some controversy, obviously, with the Kentucky Derby. And uh, looking at this race, you know, if you watch uh, Medina Spirit, if uh, the five races, I think the three he won, he got the lead from the get-go and, and, and went out. So if you're betting Medina, if he doesn't get out to first, the two two races he finished second in, it's not like he did poorly, but both times where he started second instead of first, he ended up second. So uh, that horse maybe can't pass other horses as well as some horses can. And, uh, and I'm just interested to see, I mean, Bob Baffert was in a tough spot. If he doesn't run Medina Spirit, they're going to go, well, he won because he was drugged. If he does run him, uh, they're going to say he's doing it because he has to. And then he brings in concert uh, tour, and the 
thing that could hurt him is a speed duel, but I find it hard to believe that he's going to send his two horses out and speed duel each other <laughs> into uh, you know finishing out of the money or something. So it's interesting. Midnight Bourbon has one off on the front end. It's all about how this race develops. If they get the speed duel from the Bafferts and Midnight Bourbon, uh, I, my favorite, uh, I had him in the as a future, one of my ten future bets was keep me in mind. Uh, the horse hasn't looked good, but it got a late start. It really needed the Derby race, and uh, I like this horse. Obviously, I wouldn't have bet him in Derby futures. I like the breeding, and he's 15 to one. But you're going to need a speed duel to develop somewhere to keep Medina Spirit off the lead and Concert Tour. Um, we'll see what happens. It's a tough race just because of what happened in the Derby, and now you've got uh, two Butt Baffert trained horses that both like the lead. So. Uh, you know, it's tough to know what's going to happen, and, and, and the pace is going to determine who wins this race, and it's tough, tough decision, but I kind of like Keep Me In Mind uh, in this race. I don't think they would have ran him, and if you look at Keep Me In Mind, he had a ton of trouble in the Derby, and it's finished pretty good, actually. If you watch the race, you, you'll think that horse maybe has something in the tank for this, this uh, Preakness. And Keep Me In Mind in the two-hole here in the Preakness Stakes today. Uh, same barn that owned Authentic, who was the runner-up here in the Preakness last year, and I thought it was interesting what you said, Mike, because both of the Baffert horses are horses that like to get to the front. We saw that with Medina Spirit in the Kentucky Derby and never gave up that lead, so I'm wondering if the if the race is going to kind of break apart here, and then it's going to favor one of your more closers, which would be like somebody like Rombauer, horse number six, the floppy and brat Mike McCarthy horse, uh, which is one that I like because I, I tend to like closers in these type of race, or maybe Unbridled Honor, the Pletcher Sias combination. So only 10 horses. I mean, not a lot of real long shots except for that rail horse, even though the rail did very well yesterday on the Black Eyed Susan card. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sh- it, the rail was pretty good yesterday. I imagine it'll be okay today. Uh, as long as you don't have the one hole, the 10 hole maybe isn't as great for concert tour, but uh, it's just going to be interesting. Medina Spirit obviously wants to get out there. Uh, I just, you know, Bob trains both horses, but, you know, the owners he also has to worry about too. And, and if, uh, if they want to win, they you know you got to do what it takes to win. Sometimes, and I don't think Medina Spirit has a choice. It's not going to lay back. It's just whether Concert Tour goes out or maybe even Midnight Bourbon gets out there because it has run a, on the front end before. He's a little more flexible, and I think that's what people are looking at Midnight Bourbon. Uh, I'm trying to remember though. It seems to me like Mike Smith got off that horse though. I, I, if I'm right, and I'm not 100% right. It seems like Mike Smith was on Midnight Bourbon in the Derby, but uh, they uh, and now he's on Concert Tour. But uh, it's just an interest. You know what they really need is they need to have this nationalized and have a, a commissioner uh, of horse racing and get everything straightened out in horse racing because it's it's they've been saying it for years and and. Uh, and by the way, I'm a former horse owner, a sportsbook director. Uh, maybe that's the kind of person they need, someone with gambling experience, horse racing experience. Uh, because let's be honest, horse racing is a gambling sport and has been even before gambling was legalized in all these states. So uh, if they're going to have a commission that needs to involve people that know the gambling aspect, uh, and even in professional sports they should be looking at that. 
Mike Peranio for president. He just uh, <laughs> pitched his case there. You All guys right. got my number. Or at least for horse racing commissioner. <laughs> Very good, my yeah. friend. No, I think it makes sense, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. We've got uh, just about half the games, uh, or more than half of the games, just about completed for today. And then we've got the, the final slate for tomorrow, uh, and the regular season will come to a close. And then we head to the postseason. I'm really excited to have both uh, the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs playoffs going on at the same time Mike do you have some liability I'm guessing maybe it's on the Lakers have people come in and bet the futures uh, on you there as far as who's going to uh, win the NBA final this year where, where is your liability as we get towards the postseason yeah I mean obviously we're going to get Lakers Clippers you know money and and be surprisingly we're getting quite a bit of liability and some bets on the Phoenix Suns who are playing very well on and off, and uh, well-coached team. I think the Suns uh, have improved quite a bit over the last few years, and it's uh, the, you know from a betting standpoint. And you guys probably know this too, or maybe it's just my opinion, but uh, it seems to me. Uh, I, you know, I bet the NFL strictly usually, but if I do bet NBA, it's when the playoffs start. There is some form to it, and now this. You know, we're still not back to full fans, which does affect what I'm about to say. But usually in the NBA playoffs, there is some form to it. If a, if a team loses and they're going back home, you pretty much knew they were going to cover and, and win that next game with the home crowd. And you could get in a little bit of a groove in the NBA playoffs, and they last like two and a half months. So it's, uh, it's something you can play. Uh, but a lot of that had to do with teams coming back home and, and, and lost the last game, and you know they're going to put it together and win at home. But that's with the fans and the momentum they generate. And uh, I know fans are coming back, but uh, it's not as loud unless you have the full crowds in there. So, But, you know, by the middle or beginning of the playoffs, they may be allowed to go those places back to full capacity. It just depends on what the states are doing and, where, and what the NBA decides to do because ultimately they're going to have to make that decision as a league. And Mike, speaking of that, and I'll ask you about one a little bit closer to home, the Las Vegas Aces WNBA season started this weekend. Aces currently in action in Seattle, not on the better end of it right now, 59 to 40 here, very early in the third quarter in a WNBA finals uh, rematch. But the Aces do play in what's now known as the Michelob Ultra Arena, which was the old Mandalay Bay event center. What is capacity or do you know what capacity is for fans now to go see that team? Well, you know, be, be honest with you, it should be uh, the large events are still restricted some here, but I think, you know, their, their seasons just get underway. I think by the end of this month, which isn't that far away now, we're halfway through the month, uh, they may ease these restrictions quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, the the Storm were, what, two-and-a-half-point favorites today. We, we like the Aces. It's a great event here. Uh, we gave up ownership, so now we can have lines on it. Uh, before, prior to mm-hmm. this year, we, we owned the team, and you know we restricted uh, any of our properties from taking wagers on it. Now that we're no longer they're still playing here, but no longer owners, we can put lines up on it. And uh, WNBA uh, it does get some traction here, and uh, and we put it out whenever we can. And uh, it's uh, it's something uh, they have obviously a good financial backing because they're part of the financing of the NBA. So. Uh, you know, it's uh, taken off more and more, and uh, I actually take a lot of my staff to, like, games when we can, 
back in the old days before COVID, uh, just to have a good experience in a, a team event. And it's a, it's a great, uh, I tell you what, it's a fantastic game, women's basketball. And, you, and to look at those players, if you look at the women's basketball teams uh, in the WNBA, they're all college graduates. They're all smart. They're all great people, and they've done probably got their degrees in four years. And they're probably getting degree, the degrees they got weren't. Uh, sometimes uh, the guys in football don't get degrees. They get degrees, but you don't know if they really earned them. But uh, the women in the WNBA, I've met them. They're, they're fantastic. They're great role models. I have three daughters, three uh, granddaughters, and uh, that's where I choose to take my kids so they can see top athletes with uh, good character and, and college educated uh they they they're going past the NBA WNBA after they gra- uh, quit playing it's a, it's a it's a great game and I've enjoyed going to those games we look forward to getting back to the arena there and checking some of those games out mike uh what about uh, the tickets today we saw the chicago cubs take a lot of steam in their game against the detroit tigers uh how about uh, the baseball card the basketball of course the hockey playoffs begin this evening with the washington capitals and the boston bruins and then of course you have ufc 262 what are some of the biggest tickets that you saw come across the counter today you know, we're getting quite a bit of the betting on the, the playoff series right now, and uh, uh, we've seen a little bit of action uh, on the Bruins and that uh, Caps and Bruins already. It looks like Washington is so beat up, and uh, there might have been a, you know, we might be off on the series prize. Maybe we'll end up we aren't, but uh, it seems like uh, we're getting quite a few people betting the Boston Bruins, and, you know, after what Washington did to Vegas, I'm not too... Uh, I'm pleased to see that they might not make it through the first round, but uh, uh, I don't want to be bitter about that. But uh, it, it, Boston Bruins in that series, uh, people think uh, the Capitals are are going to have a problem, and uh, I think it has to do mostly with injuries and just not playing well. Mike, got about a minute and a half here. UFC 262 in the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas tonight. Uh, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler for the vacant lightweight title is your main event on the pay-per-view. Also some interesting fights, Tony Ferguson and Benio Dariush. Uh, The winner of that might get the winner of the main event here tonight. Uh, 12-fight card, what are you seeing in terms of what's drawing the biggest action or maybe some of the book's needs on this card tonight? Yeah, I mean we're getting a little bit of action on the on uh, the Schnell and Boturin fight. Schnell's getting some action on the he's the favorite now and or he has been the favorite in that match. Um, you know, this is a, a little. Usually, you see a couple, and I think we said this last week. Some of these UFCs are are getting a lot closer. I think the biggest favorite on the card is two minus two twenty with. Uh, Gallegos and uh, maybe Gina Mazzani is, uh, I think, minus 210, too, maybe. But um, in in UFC, uh, it seems like there's more parity, and I don't know if it's because they're having so many more matches with the fight nights and the, the big UFC cards and, and uh, just doing a lot more fighters. Maybe they're able to match people up and make it more interesting because it definitely makes it tougher on the, uh, to, for wagering if uh, you've got a card and most of the matches are, you know, minus 125, minus 110. <laughs> you don't see a lot of, you know, distinction between big favorites in these. So um, it's, it is in Houston, Texas. Uh, but the the Chandler Oliveira that looks like a good matchup and and uh, and that's minus one thirty five I think right now so that's another close one as far as the betting club public goes. 
All right, Mike. Well, very good. Enjoy the UFC fights and, of course, the big race going down at Pimlico, the Preakness States, this afternoon. And we'll talk to you again next weekend. Appreciate it. Everybody, good luck. That is Thank Mike. You, Mike. That is Mike Franio, uh running for commissioner of horse racing. Maybe. Well, they, I like that. You, they, it, it needs some leadership, I would say, Brady, on the basis of news today. And of course, uh, about two and a half hours away, we'll get started in Pimlico at the pre. And to have some Vegas influence in that position, if it were to be created, I think is a good idea. All right, we'll come back and take a look at some baseball scores, get you caught up on everything here, and see if there's some in-game wagering opportunities inside the green zone presented by BetMGM. means there are two episodes this week of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. The first is a pop-up with Las Vegas bookmakers and horse players Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, and Dwayne Colucci. They analyze all ten horses in this weekend's race. The regular episode from Baltimore features Hall of Fame twinner Dwayne Lucas, Medina Spirits exercise rider Umberto Gomez, and Maryland Jockey Club TV host Naomi Tucker. Both episodes are available now at vsun.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and it's sponsored by first bet. Welcome back into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you updating some baseball scores here. The Oakland A's out in front early over the Minnesota Twins. Two to nothing. It is now Minnesota's turn to bat in the home half of the first inning. Oakland puts two on the board in their role of the visitor, getting first at bat. Now Minnesota coming to the plate down two nothing early. Los Angeles and Boston still scoreless, and the Red Sox in their home half of the first inning at the plate. And the Chicago Cubs, they do the same trick the A's do to the home team Tigers here in this case. Detroit now at bat in the bottom half of the first inning, and the Cubs out to an early 2 to nothing lead. And Wes, you've got an update on Mr. Albert Pujols, the former Los Angeles Angel. Yeah, this from, uh, I believe, uh, Jorge Castillo of the L.A. Times, who covers the L.A. Dodgers for that paper. Dodgers and Hall, future Hall of Famer Albert Pujols are in agreement on a major league deal for the remainder of the season. So Albert Pujols going to try to get that ring here at the end of his career and uh, obviously will be in the Hall of Fame, first time eligible, five years after he retires. But Still going to go for one more, so he doesn't have to travel very far. Just has to go up the freeway to Chavez Ravine, and the Dodgers are going to add Albert Pujols. I don't expect, obviously, he's going to be an everyday player. He's going to be basically a pinch hitter or, you know, to give some guys some days off. Might someday. make him a hitting coach. Yeah, yeah, give some guys some day off, days off, uh, really, in between, because They've obviously, the Dodgers have had the injury bug, Cody with Bellinger having been out some games. You know, Mookie Betts misses a few games here and there. So gives him another healthy body and obviously gives uh, King Albert one last chance at a ring. And very convenient. Like you say, he doesn't have to move too far going from uh, Anaheim to Los Angeles. So Albert Pujols, a new member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's talk a little hockey, Wes. Uh, the playoffs begin tonight in the nation's capital and uh, I mentioned this with Mike Peranio I can't wait until we have both the NBA and hockey playoffs going on and that is going to start here pretty darn quick it'll be 
The Washington Capitals hosting the Boston Bruins, game one of a seven-game set. And Washington is the higher seed. They finished the regular season with 77 points to Boston 73. But the Bees are a favorite tonight, minus 130 on the road with a total of five and a half. And they're also the favorite for the series in the neighborhood of minus 150 to minus 155 in some places now. What are your thoughts, Wes, uh, on Game 1 and the series? Yeah, I did bet Bruins series at 150. Didn't get the best number, but still like it. And I think uh, right now, I believe I'm looking here uh, for the series prices. It's basically 150, 155, 160 in the market right now. I just like the way the Bees are playing going in. I still think there's value on them at about 12 to 1. It, I've seen anywhere 12 to 15 to 1 in terms of a cup future. And I think that's where the value lies since the trade deadline Brady, they are 12-4-1 after they acquired Taylor Hall. And it's not that one player necessarily has made the difference. Taylor Hall is on that second line with uh, David Krejci and Craig Smith. But that line's got 36 points in the last 13 games. They have a plus 28 goal differential since the trade deadline. You know they have one of the top lines in hockey with Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. So I know they just lost to this team to end the regular season, but I just like the way that the Bees are playing, and I, and I have less questions about their goaltending with Tuka Rass. Jeremy Stamen is also going to get some spots, but they haven't really lost a lot necessarily with Stamen. Capitals, I think maybe a little bit more questions on that side. This is not the old team. They're still proficient offensively, but this is not the old Barry Trotz team when they won the cup where it was basically defense. You kind of see how the Islanders play where Trotz is now. That's basically how the Caps used to play. Caps got some injuries too. Kuznetsov still in quarantine. TJ Oshie's had an injury late in the season, as has John Carlson, even though he is going to go tonight in game one against Boston. But I like the Bruins in this series. And of those East Division teams, I think they have the most value for the Cup. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. They've certainly been the hottest team in hockey right now. But the way everybody is piling on this team right now to win this series, that scares me. Well, you and don't forget on these series prices, you can trade out a little bit. That's what I do a lot when I take the series, especially if I like the dog. You can go ahead and lock in profit and hedge out and just earn with these. We'll talk a little more about that on the other side. Also get to some baseball coming up and update you on the golf tournament as well. The Byron Nelson down in Texas when we return right here on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. is tonight and the VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, the jockeys, track conditions, starting positions and prior race results to find the betting edge. Whether you play the horses every week or just search terms like exact and trifecta once a year, our team is here to get you ready to make the best bet on the Preakness. Visit vcin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, and picks from horse racing specialists including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. Once again, that's vcin.com slash horses. 
Sam Burns has a one-shot lead over Matt Kuchar. Kuchar is six under par through 13 holes at the Byron Nelson. Trails Burns by just a shot, and also Jordan Spieth make him, making a move. He is five under through 12 holes, and now just two shots back of Sam Burns, who is in the lead at the Byron Nelson at 18 under par. The uh, basketball games we were covering later, they did go final. Phoenix with a big win and a cover over San Antonio, 140 to 103, and the Boston Celtics win outright as underdogs in Minnesota, 124 to 108. On the Diamonds, the Oakland A's, their lead has been cut in half. Minnesota adds a run in their home half of the first inning. Now 2-1, to one, Oakland batting in the top of the second. They lead the Minnesota Twins, and the Boston Red Sox are on the board, leading the Los Angeles Angels, also in the top of the second there. one to nothing in favor of Boston. The Chicago Cubs, they lead Detroit. Two to one, Detroit still, and make it two to two. Detroit has tied this up now in the bottom of the first inning. So two runs apiece for each team there in the first inning in Detroit. Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you inside the green zone, presented by BetMGM and Wes. In the last segment, we were of course talking about the hockey game. The playoffs will get started in Washington tonight between the Bruins and the Capitals, and. You were kind of talking about where you can play these series things on a game-to-game basis, and I like that too. You know, if you like Boston, maybe you wait to see if they lose here, then you obviously get a much lower price going forward. The adjusted series prices, you can really put yourself in an advantageous position. But what I was saying is I'm seeing so much love for Boston, and that has me a, a little, you know, wanting to pump the brakes here because I really think this series could go seven games. And if that's the case, I'd like to have plus 140. Who knows? Maybe it'll get to plus 145 on Washington. Well, sure. And to your point, if you like the Caps, obviously, you could see plus 135, plus 140 right now on the series price. And what I was saying before we went to the break in terms of if you like a dog in a series and you bet them they take that game one lead, then all of a sudden you're getting plus money on the favorite Mm -hmm. in the series. So it's kind of where I know a lot of guys that like to do this with hockey where they basically just trade out and kind of lock in a profit here. Sure. You know, hedge off a little bit on a future. Depends on how many futures you have, like in your portfolio. If you have a bunch of different teams you played preseason or during the season, that's a tool you can use usually to go ahead and hedge out and lock in some plus money. You know, say you have a Stanley Cup future and you get one of the Cup, then you could maybe take the other side in the series price. And that's that's kind of the way you got to play these, I think. And it's a little bit easier to do in the NHL than it is to do in the NBA more often than not because you have bigger favorites on the series prices than you do necessarily in the NHL. There's a lot less uh, variance, even though in the NBA this year, there's probably about seven teams that you could make an argument for win the NBA championship. But most years, it's only about two or three. Now, in the NHL, there's probably six to eight teams that you could say, yeah, I can win a cup. The Avs could win. The Golden Knights could win. The Hurricanes, the Lightning, the defending champions, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs. There's some people supporting them. So you got six to eight teams that realistically can win the cup. The Detroit Tigers get another run home, and they are still at the plate with two outs in the bottom of the first. Three to two, they now lead the Cubs. Five runs already in the first inning there in Detroit. Let's talk about some baseball coming up at 335 Pacific, 635 Eastern. In Pittsburgh, it'll be Johnny Cueto versus Tyler Anderson. And San Francisco remains on top in the National League West. They lead San Diego by a game and a half. The Pirates 
are six games under 500. They are in the cellar in the NL Central. And the Giants are a short road favorite here at PNC. And it's been bouncing around a little bit. Now currently minus 115 in favor of the Giants here at BetMGM West. And seven and a half for your total. Pirates look like they're getting the support. They did get the win last night. And they're getting the support largely because... Some resters for the Giants today. Mike Yastrzemski not going to go today. Neither is Buster Posey nor Brandon Belt. So that's pretty much why you've seen the move on the Pittsburgh Pirates because really you look at these pitchers, not a real ton of variance. A uh, little bit higher XFIPs for both these guys. Cueto, 375 versus 352 on the ERA. Tyler Anderson, 390 versus 305 on the ERA. So maybe some regression for Tyler Anderson. But you're seeing a Giants team that's without three of their key cogs in the lineup. Pirates have not really been a potent team at the plate, but they did get the win last night in a very low-scoring game that went to extra innings. So I did not play this, but that's the reason why you're seeing about a 20-cent move because of the absences of Posey, Belt, and Yastrzemski, respectively. I did jump on the Pirates on the overnight, got a nice plus price on them. And really, for me, it's kind of a bet on Anderson. He's been probably the... Uh, Pirates' best pitcher, and also at the same time, a little bit of uh, fade of Cueto. Uh, He did come off the injured list recently, and in his first start back, he was really shelled by the San Diego Padres. I kind of think it's, I mean, it's hard to imagine, but I kind of think Johnny Cueto might be the weakest link in that San Francisco rotation right now. Well, and Aaron Sanchez has been better this year. Anthony Mm DeSclafani has kind of found himself, so credit to the Giants, uh, Uh, front office, really, finding guys that people kind of thought were on the scrap heap and really rehabilitating them and, you know, getting into a nice pitcher's park, of course, helps you. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, The Yankees at the Orioles, 405 Pacific, 705 Eastern. It'll be Domingo Herman taking on Jorge Lopez. And Baltimore has dropped three straight. The Yankees have won seven out of their last ten, and they're creeping up on Boston In the American League East, trailing now by just two games. We've got a road favorite here in favor of the Yankees. And this they've seen a lot of steam today, Wes. Now minus 155 in favor of the pinstripers on the money line with a total of nine. And the Yankees offense seems to have awakened. Actually, last night they had a two-run deficit. Got a pinch hit three... three-run homer from Gio Urshela last night to get the win against the Orioles, who looked like they were going to get ahead of the Yankees. But they're going to have Domingo Herman on the mound, Jorge Lopez coming on the Baltimore side, three-game losing streak. Yankees offense has been a lot better. Remember, they were 5-10 and to start the season, and now they're 16-7 and their last 23 games. Gio Stanton out of the lineup. He was red hot, but now he has a quad injury. Gio Urshela having to step in, give Aaron Judge some support there at the plate. And Aaron Judge had two runs batted in last night. He's been healthy this far, thus far this season for the Yankees. Played in 35 of 38 games. So Judge at least has been healthy so far for these guys. But Orioles getting a little bit of money here late, so lean Baltimore. More baseball and more football when we return right here inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM.
No one raises the stakes for MLS action like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VSIN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on the New York Red Bulls or Philadelphia, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you'll get $100 in free bets if, you're, if the team you bet on wins. Download the app today. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 800-889-9789 in Tennessee. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. The Chicago Cubs and Detroit Tigers going at it and currently the Cubs at bat in the top of the second inning trailing 3 to 2. Detroit pitcher Jose Urena took one off the top of his foot, the instep, a uh, batted ball that went up the middle and had him down on the ground for a little bit, but he remains in the ball game, so that is a good sight to see. Uh, looks like he is healthy and going to uh, continue to pitch for the Detroit Tigers who currently lead 3-2 to two in the top of the second inning there in Detroit. And, Wes, let's get back to the uh, baseball just a bit here. I want to get into a little bit of football with you as well. But uh, before we do, I want to talk about the Braves and the Brewers. This is the, the battle of the Andersons here. Ian Anderson opposes Brett Anderson on the mound at Miller Park. And Milwaukee has lost two in a row, seven out of their last ten. The Atlanta Braves, they remain under five hundred, But just three games back of New York, in the National League East, and we've got another road favorite here today. The Braves, minus 115 on the money line with a total of 7.5. Yeah, I like Anderson here, Brady. Uh, <laughs> Good so, call. So at least we're guaranteeing hedging out here as both Ian against Brett of the Andersons, no relation. Ronald Acuna Jr., not going to be in the lineup for the Atlanta Braves tonight, so that was just announced, so he will not be leading off for the Bravos Uh Basically, kind of an even straddle here. Braves small favorites right now. Bet MGM 115 versus the 105 on the other side for the Milwaukee Brewers. Ian Anderson, I think, has maybe a little bit of positive regression for his spot. I think him and Max Fried are kind of battling for that ace status on that staff. Atlanta still looking for the starters in the back half of the rotation to emerge. Ian Anderson 346 on the ERA, 312 or 314 rather on the XFIP. So. Small lean to the Braves, but I did not bet this game uh, uh, tonight. And obviously now with Acuna just being announced out of the lineup, I would expect at least a trickle of money laid to come in on Milwaukee. All right, the Royals at the White Sox, Mike Miner versus Carlos Rodon, and Kansas City had extended that losing streak all the way to 11 games before splitting the doubleheader with Chicago on Friday. The White Sox have won 8 out of 10 and lead in the AL Central by a game and a half. Southsiders are a big favorite here today, Wes, up to minus 190 at BetMGM with a 7.5 for your total. Yeah, you wonder when Carlos Rodon is going to regress. He, of course, has one one of the no-hitters this season. But unlike some of the other ones, we saw it with Wade Miley last night, got batted around at Coors Field. So a lot of these guys next time out are going to lose that next start. It has not happened with Carlos Rodon. He has been one of the most effective pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, 5-0, and .580 RA, .677 on the whip, 12 hits and 31 innings pitch, 44 strikeouts versus just nine walks, a no-hitter. 
He is, and we talked about it here last Sunday on this program. If you're wanting to look down the board, maybe ahead of the Garrett Coles and the and mm-hmm. the yep. those guys in the American League and Otani and and some of those other guys, maybe Carlos Rodon is a guy to absolutely look at. White Sox now, as of this morning, had the best record in all of Major League Baseball. They've won eight of their last ten. Best run differential this season, plus sixty four. And look, Abreu now, he is day-to-day, basically. He has had some various injuries. It doesn't look like it's going to be a concussion. Uh, so Abreu was just starting to play well, too. He was batting 391 over the past seven games with 10 RBIs. But this lineup is very, is very potent. That being said, I think it is priced into the number against the Kansas City Royals. And Mike Miner is the guy, when I was looking at his peripherals, I think maybe he is due a little bit of positive regression, just 448 on the XFIP. And also Carlos Rodon, can he keep this up? 288 on the XFIP is still very good, but .58 on the ERA, and I mentioned all those numbers just a minute ago on Rodon, can he keep this up? And obviously betters think he can. You really haven't seen the price go up that much from the overnight. It's 190 now here at BetMGM. So maybe the way I would look to play this, and this is sometimes what I will do a little bit, when I see a total getting bet to the under, which this is, it's eight under minus 115, even a lot of minus 120s in the market. If I like the dog, sometimes I will go half and half on the run line and the money line. So you could take plus a run and a half with Mike Miner. Right now at BetMGM, it's minus 125. There's also some minus 120s out there. And then maybe play half on the money line. And that might be what I would like to do here. Royals finally broke that winning, that losing streak where they lost 11 in a row the other night. So at least they've got that on their back. And I just think Rodone's really good pitching to start the season has already been priced into the market. So I don't think you're getting any value here laying the White Sox. All right, let's shift over to the NFL, see if we can get possibly two divisions in here before we go to the top of the hour break. And I'll start with the AFC East. Of course, the NFL schedule is out now, and we have season win totals for all the teams, pretty much at all the books here in Las Vegas. These, of course, courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. The Bills have the highest season win total in the division. Of course, they're the favorite to win the division. Their total is at 10.5, and and it's heavily juiced to the under, minus 150, if you want to bet the under 10.5 wins for the Bills. The Patriots are at 9.5 wins, and the over is an underdog at plus 125. You have the Dolphins at 9 wins. The over there is also minus 150. And then the over, or excuse me, the Jets, their total is 6 wins, and over 6 wins is a favorite for the Jets at minus 130. Wes, of the AFC East, division anything jump out at you as a possible play you know not really at this standpoint I still obviously have a lot of work to do on these the schedule just got released on Wednesday so I think this is about the right total really for for the Bills they they are I think the clear favorite to go ahead and win this division and then the Patriots and the Dolphins not really much separating them the season wins as as profound and obvious as this sounds lot different handicap now that you got this extra game. Yeah. So you got to do a little bit more work. Can't forget about that. Because it's kind of easy to say, oh, I like this over, and I, I like this way under. You definitely do have to look at the fact that you are playing now 17 games, and then obviously have to look now in the schedule, because so many people, I think, were betting these so early before the schedule was even released. It was like, you got to wait a little bit to see, okay, how many primetime games the team has. How many, you know, short weeks do they have where they have to play Sunday and then they have to play Thursday night football? So 
that's why I've been a little bit slow to really get involved. I have some ones I'm looking at and targeting, but these numbers look pretty right to me. I like the Dolphins a little bit better than I like the New England Patriots. So 150, though, they, they are making you pay. <laughs> on on that i mean it's not if it was like a dollar 25 dollar 30 i'd be in on the over but as of right now this numbers look right in the afc's all right let's go to the other side of the country the afc west right here in our backyard where the las vegas raiders will kick off the season in earnest with fans in the building at allegiant stadium they are the low member on the totem pole here as far as the season win total at seven and it's minus 110 either way the broncos at eight and a half and over is uh, a pretty heavy favorite at minus 140. The Chargers are at nine, pretty much a pick them either way, under or over the nine wins for the Los Angeles Chargers. And then finally, the Chiefs, of course, the favorite to win the division, a big favorite. And the total, as far as number of wins, is 12. And the over is a slight favorite at minus 120. Yeah, when I was looking at these, the one that stood out to me and the team that I kind of like better that is obvious, the obvious non-favorite of the Kansas City Chiefs, or rather the obvious favorite, I should say, is the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like their schedule. The AFC West, they get the NFC East this year mm-hmm. in those four games in terms of the non-conference. And I think that gives Denver a really good rotation because you get AFC West teams hosting NFC North opponents also for the 17th game, the 17th and final game of the season. So who do the Broncos get? They get the Lions, Mm -hmm. who everybody thinks probably is going to be the last place in the NFC North, and I have no reason to disagree with that assessment. So I think Denver's getting a favorable schedule. We know that the defense is good. We know that they're probably going to be able to run the ball. It is going to be all predicated on the fact of who's going to be the quarterback, whether Drew Locke or rather uh, Teddy Bridgewater take that job, or if they're still kind of finagling a way to get up, to get Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to be the soap opera that plays out over the summer. But that was the win total that stood out to me in the West was the Broncos over 8.5 because I think that they can definitely get to 9 wins. We were talking about the Raiders with Brent Musburger on My Guys in the Desert on Thursday afternoon, and obviously Brent is the radio voice of the Raiders, but at 7... Maybe that's a lean to the over. At seven and a half, I wouldn't want any part of it. But now that it's down at seven, I could definitely see this. I think this is going to be a super competitive division. I agree. And, you know, this has kind of been uh, my approach to the AFC West. Even when we see the division odds, I would kind of bet on everybody and bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd be willing to take over the win total on just about everybody here, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders, and probably go under the 12 on Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, because the Chiefs are going to fall into what the 49ers maybe fell into. Now, 49ers, it was kind of extreme because they had so many injuries that just they couldn't recover from. But when they were relatively healthy, which they weren't for most of the season, they were at least competitive in games. But the Chiefs are going to have to deal with that Super Bowl hangover. And all of a sudden, you have every other team, I think, in the AFC West improved from last year. So... Not going to be a walk in the park. Kansas City still the rightful favorite, though. And high expectations. Got to win 12 games. That's a lot to get to. We'll see if they can do it. We'll take a look at some more divisions throughout the rest of the show here as we roll on inside the green zone presented by BetMGM. Another hour in the books, hour number three on the way right here on v the sports betting network. <laughs> 